So welcome back to We Wrote This Crap podcast, where we delve into the writings of our 15-year-old selves. I'm Erin. And I'm Manasa, and today we're going to dive into chapters 21 and 22. All right, so So, what happened last night? (laughs) Great question. So basically, we were introduced to um, some new characters um, that are kind of like the head of this rebellion, and they've basically taken Adelise and Troy out of Sector A, traveling to Sector H to For find reason. well to find Adelisa's sister uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so no reason essentially but like um, they're going uh, and they also want to wake up all the people in Sector H for no reason yeah other than they're like it's lonely and they want more people but Troy had that really dramatic like do I save Sam or the dead body of Kai which was a really oh weird God. debate because obviously the alive person <laughs> and also like why are they just carrying around this child this dead child and where'd they have the body bag I don't know it doesn't I don't know sense. like Oh, they just like clearly I think as we dive into our chapters we're gonna find out that our characters are just like as stupid as they come oh yeah and I remember thinking when we wrote it that this was like a really cool like rebel group but <laughs> now, after I'm read I'm I'm like I don't know what they're doing like I don't understand what they're trying to do and um I think we're gonna also find out that it's actually almost comedic, the amount of, like, if this was written as, like, a satire of dystopian YA novels, I think that it would sell really well, because, like, oh, yeah. everyone is just so bad at their specific job. Ooh, this could be, like, a Hunger Games parody. <laughs> a really like, not even, yeah, not even good enough to be a parody. It's just bad. Alright, so chapter 21 is Troy's chapter, so are you ready for me to read your beautiful writing aloud? I guess I am. Alrighty, let's do it. So, chapter 21 starts with a very large time jump. Um, Because all of a sudden, it starts with the opening line, So there it is, Sector H in all its glory. So they're suddenly at Sector H, which I found confusing, but that's fine. Because I don't remember. Because weren't they just in the middle of a lake? Wasn't that just happening? That like yeah, um, and they became the lake of friendship. Yes, I remember. Like friendship. Yeah, that just happened, and now suddenly they've reached. I, so I I really think that this um, world must be very small. It's like probably one state. It's, it's not. supposed. To, yeah, it's supposed to be the entire United States, but yeah, no, it was supposed to be like the West Coast because we were like war happened on the East. <laughs> <laughs> also, West Coast, best coast. So makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, Dornan says that, and he is staring off at a rising structure in front of them. So they'd been walking all day. Um, I'd barely gotten any sleep the night before due to the fact that I was soaking wet and freezing my ass off. I was exhausted. Um, so they're staring at the Sector H. Um, so basically they've managed to get out of the lake, sleep, and then get to Sector H by, like, I'm guessing midday. Yeah, and don't they go to the lake, like, the first day they're there out of Sector A? 
Yeah, isn't I think they're in up camp and Troy's really grumpy and Adelise is like, let's go talk. And then they just end up swimming. Yes, I don't think we had a timeline whatsoever. Okay. Yeah, so clearly this must be like not very far. This is like Seattle to Bellevue. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so they're looking up at Sector H and then... Um, who says this? Oh, Dornan says this. Dornan says, okay, people, we need to set up camp and stop for the beginning of the night. We will attack much later in the night when we have darkness and surprise on our side. Um, which is odd <laughs> to me because I don't know how they can see in the dark. Are they bad? <laughs> Do they know echolocation? <laughs> um, and then he says, I said, move it on, people. And they how start- many people are there? I, I want to clarify for them to attack. So there's Dornan and his small eleven-year-old child, who they brought. There's Sam, Troy, and Adelise. Those are the only named ones. Didn't we name someone to kill them? Like I'm we sure we'll name them a couple more people who will right. die. Last chapter, we were like Greg blew up in front of me or something. We were like, who's this Greg? <laughs> I don't know how big this group is. I imagine it as, like, 20 people. Like, it's really not a lot. Yeah. And that's, like, generous 20 people. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So these five people will use darkness to attack. Yeah. Yep. Um, So they start setting up tents, and um, Troy then sits on the ground and shows Sam how to start a fire. (laughs) He loves doing that. Oh, yes. She knew how to... No, you wrote this. <laughs> you I know. Lo- I mean, he loves... Like, Troy loves to show people oh. how to start fires. He really- I am separated oh. from this character. You're not Troy. No, no, no. You didn't write this. I take no responsibility. I possessed you? <laughs> Forced you to write this? He's like an Eagle Scout or something. <laughs> with all this fire starting. Yep. And he makes a comment. He says, she knows how to build a robot from scratch, but out here, she's pretty useless, which is kind okay. of weird. Um, so I'm just, like, confused here because a few paragraphs in, I think that this plot makes no sense. Um, mm-hmm. Know that we have already established this. I guess in the last chapter, we had Adelise say that she knew the plan or that she learned it or something. I don't know. But I just don't understand what Dornan, a.k.a. George Clooney, is trying mm-hmm. to, to do. Like, I, I don't think he knows. Like, he, they got to this place, and then he's like, all right, we're going to camp and then sneak in at 3 in the morning. Um, so I kind of, like, I decided when I was reading this chapter that, in my mind now, I think that they're just, like, Dornan and his gang. It's, like, 10 people who are all, like, crazy conspiracy theorists that don't actually know what they're doing and are just, like, trying to cause chaos and somehow Adelise and Troy got wrapped in it or something. I don't know. I don't understand this plan. I love the audacity to say, like, a few paragraphs in, I'm shocked that the plot makes no sense. Like, the plot has not made sense the entire time. Yep. Yep. So I start now. Yep. Um, and then I'm pretty sure you Googled how to start a fire again. Um, because you're because apparently Sam is smashing rocks and Troy goes, Stop smashing it. Act like you're scraping the spark on the wood, like this. Um, which is just annoying. He Troy's annoying me here. Um and Sam 
So Sam doesn't, Sam asks, why are we going to sexer, se sexer, sector? <laughs> yeah. Adelise needs to find something or someone, right? Sam asked me. So she doesn't even know where they're going. No one knows. I don't think Dornan knows why they're going. Like, I just am like, they just met Adelise and they just found out she had a sister in Sector H. And Dornan's like, we're already going to Sector H. This is good. But I don't get it. I don't, don't get it. Um, and then uh, apparently Troy grabs the rocks from Sam and lights the fire in one quick motion. Which he I doesn't find. even have spark rocks. Like he's just using a common pebble and starting these <gasps> amazing fires. Yeah, yeah, that's how you start a fire, right? Oh, and before that, Sam says, um, or Troy says, yeah, she found out that she has a sister and she's bent on saving her. Also, I guess it fits in with Dornan's whole plan. The you know, the plan that we don't know what it is. We never say. Like it's just that he wants to wake up everyone and then I, I don't know overthrow the government um and then sam randomly says you know of alex botkovsky <laughs> which i hated uh, the I russian scientist you're right yeah we're gonna get to know him real well but i remember i really hated that you picked that last name because i always would type it wrong and then would have to like recheck how it was spelled <laughs> it's not actually too bad i remember thinking it's, it's so bad. complicated I remember thinking it was very difficult, and it's not as bad looking at it now. Um, but Troy, I don't know why she asked Troy this also, because Troy just woke up probably, what, like two weeks ago? Um, and so he said, sounds familiar, but no, I don't know from where I trailed off. Um, so Sam then gives a monologue about Alex Butkovsky. So Alex Butkovsky was the man who created the realms. He was trying to make a place for us to hide ourselves while the war was going on. Karan came and used the realms to control people and imprisoned Bukovsky in Sector H. They say he's lost his mind there. It's kind of sad, Sam said as she turned toward X Sector H. It wasn't even a sector. It was more of just a plant with smoke coming out of the dome roof. What? Which confused me, because isn't that what all of the other ones are? Isn't that how we what what are they making in these places? Is it like a factory? Like, why does it require to release smoke? If it I has don't... a hole to release smoke, isn't that defeating the point of the bubble? Yeah, can't they climb out of it? I don't know. <laughs> they might we... try doing one of them. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know what we were doing. Um, so Troy lies on his back and stares up the stars. Um, and he says it was almost beautiful out here, which is a very nice and poetic moment from Troy. Um, so Sam goes and helps Dornan with last-minute plans. Plans for who knows what. Um, and then Troy says, it was funny. They tried to keep me and Adelise out of planning as much as possible. Which is just because we didn't know what the plan was. <laughs> we were like, we'll put it in the hands of these competent adults that we created. That we don't want to give them any background. <sighs> um... And so then Adelise comes and sits by the fire and raises an eyebrow um, and says, wow, Sam really got that fire going fast. Looks even better than mine. And it was her first try, huh? She said bluntly, but not unkindly. I would like a bad fire. I don't know. And also, I don't remember Adelise being able to make fires. He Wasn't taught her earlier. Oh, yeah. He's just teaching everyone. That's and a, then yeah, that's his <laughs> whole thing. Yeah, it's his, it's his whole, that's his move. 
<laughs> so Troy says, um, well, actually, princess, Sam couldn't get the fire started, so I did it myself. <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to make him sound like Han Solo. Like... <laughs> but he just doesn't. And I love it. Um, and then Adelaide says, did I say it looked good? I meant it looked like the weakest colorless fire I have ever seen. She said quickly, smiling a little. Um, so I think this is flirting and I don't like it. Um, it's, it's bad. Um, so they're looking at Sector H and Adelie said, or and Troy says, I don't get it. Why would they dome everything up? Which is my new favorite saying. <laughs> dome it up. Dome um, it up. So beautiful out here, I asked. Adelie shrugged, but Cameron, there's another named one, one of Dornan's many friends, leaned in and answered for us. So another knowledge drop here. Are they these all domes, white? Probably. They sound very white. Um, these domes were, that's why they're just leaning and butting into conversations. They're not, <laughs> it's because they're all white men. <laughs> um, so he says, these domes were built a long, long time ago. Back then, all of this was a ward zone, and once people saw what was out here, Fear drove them to stay in the domes. Nobody knows how much it's changed since because se- changed since because no one's been outside. In fact, I think the two of you were the first to ever live off the land in several hundred years. <laughs> I thought really the war was like 30 completely. years ago at max. Me too. And also, didn't they build, like, didn't we say they built the domes for the realms, which was like 10 years ago? I really, I, this really threw me <laughs> off. I, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to move past it. How are they I'm, eating? Oh, sorry, continue. I don't know. I don't know what they did. I don't... Didn't they have instant food packs? <laughs> but what is in that? I don't know. Probably whatever astronauts eat. <laughs> um, so, and so Troy says, I raised my eyebrows, impressed that I was making history. And Cameron continued with his little speech. Karan is a smart man. He used people's fear of the unknown to get himself into power and stay there. He is security, and it will be hard for people to let go of what they know. But we won't get anywhere with, without getting off our asses, will we? Adelise and I shook our heads, and it's, it seemed like the appropriate thing to do. Well, then, where are you two sitting on your asses? He barked. We leapt up and scrambled to try and find someone to help. Um, and then they are helping and napping and chilling and... I just love that that man just dropped a bunch of history. And I also think it's funny that everyone's like, Karan's very smart. But then he just has photos of himself all (laughs) of his house. (laughs) Also, he has, like, zero security and, like, lets two children walk into his White House. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's, like, a trap, but it's also kind of, like, it seems not safe. Um. So Troy starts getting nervous and he's thinking to himself, how many people are going to die in there? Is it worth it or can we just give up and blend in? Um, if there was anyone I wanted to die painfully and slowly, it was Lilia, which I thought was a big, a big statement for him to make. Um, for everything she had done, she deserved it. But she had pushed us into Sector A because of, because of that we knew exactly how to get into Sector H. Since Sector H was a factory plant, it had larger sewage pipes. (laughs) (laughs) This is your go-to move. The sewage. Um, I was not looking forward to trudging through human shit for like an hour, but it was going to be interesting to watch Adelise's face as she went through it. 
Um, and then Natalina is whining because she doesn't want to just sit there while everyone's fighting for their lives. But Dornan is like, no means no. You're 11 years old. I am not, I repeat, not letting you run onto a battlefield. Um, didn't know this was a battlefield. And also, why did he bring her? They left Graceland behind. I don't know. Um, and then she says, God, why do you underestimate me so much? I can help. Besides, you're a couple of men down anyway. Come on, Dad, let me do something. She looked at Adelise helplessly, and Adelise took immense interest in her split ends. Um, so Dornan tells her to stay, and then he turns to the others and says, Never mind her, we've got a plan to do. <laughs> they don't, I promise you, they have no plan. Also, who says, we have a plan to do? That, that's, <laughs> that's a clear sign that they have no plan. Um, we stared at him for a few seconds before getting ourselves ready. Everyone got some kind of weapon, most got some kind of gun, but Adelise and I got those weird laser swords. Um, Amazing. Lightsabers. Yep. How come we don't get a gun? I whined to Dornan, who was not in the mood to talk to any more children. Uh, Speaking of children, why are they letting Adelise and Troy go on this if they're not letting the other child go? Um, And then Dornan says, because guns are for mature, responsible adults. Until you turn 18, you are still a minor. As he said those words, Sam came up from behind us and pointed her gun at me. Bam! You're dead! Mwahahaha, she joked. Which just really reinforces to me that this is just a group of psychotic people. Um, all together trying to break into a random plant. Uh, well, we assume that most people above the age of 18 are mature, but we're not always right. I rolled my eyes and then went toward the sewer pipe. It was streaming with feces and other human waste. Which is really lovely. Uh, and then Troy says, doesn't it go into a sewage, like, plant? And doesn't it get sorted and cleaned? And Anyway, sorry. No, I don't know. I don't think we thought that far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he says, it was exactly like going through Sector A's sewer. No matter how rich you were or where you lived, everyone's shit stank. <laughs> Deep. Need, like, Me being philosophical for that. Um, so also he one poor guy trips and falls over his feet and falls head force first into the ship. Um, so there there was three different ladders coming out onto the street. Dornan led us to the first on the left, and we crossed our fingers, hoping that he knew what he was doing. He doesn't. I'm pretty sure. Um, we climbed the ladder one after another, trying to be quiet as we could. I could hear my heart thumping in my ears, and I pulled out my laser sword. Mm-hmm. Like it'll do me any good if bullets start flying. Oh, well. Here we go. Nailed it. I just, like, I'm guessing that these guys, like, like what level of education could they have? Like, there's clearly no structured schooling, and, like, they don't know anything. There's no media. There's nothing. And so, like being able to trust them and give them a plan like just like walking around aimlessly pretending to know shit yeah Dornan just like he's just one of those guys who really thinks he knows what he's doing I mean granted their government sounds awful but is this the way to go about it (laughs) with 10 people (laughs) (laughs) walking through shit (laughs) I also love love the journey of like us being like okay the future so everything is chrome they have laser guns and lightsabers Mm -hmm. and the government is evil 
I mean, how far off are we? Yeah, we're, we're all, we've already reached that point. <laughs> we've been there. Um, yeah. yeah. I love that. That was what we thought. And that we don't even have a consistent name for them. Because Adelise, I think, calls them laser guns. And Troy calls them laser swords. I think there's two. There's guns and swords. Oh, they got blasters and lightsabers. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Star Wars. It's Star Wars. It's Star Wars and the Hunger Games. And like a little bit of that other one. Divergent. Divergent, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except yeah. our characters are, like, worse than the characters in any of those. That's so true. Like, I feel like Troy is, like, a nerd that thinks he's on Han Solo. And Adelise is just... <laughs> Adelise just has anxiety, that's all. <laughs> has anxiety. And, like, needs to go sleep for a long time and therapy. And also, like, stop being annoying. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to read you your chapter because it just reinforces all of the the stupidity that we just were discussing. So, yeah, it's the lack of plan. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so we are diving into chapter 22. So. I kind of love the miscommunication because, like, your chapter ends with them obviously already climbing the ladder and, like, not yours, the one you just read, mine. Yeah. But then yours starts off with them, like, looking at the ladder, considering it. And, like, (laughs) yeah. So I'm kind of wondering if, like, we read each other's chapters or we just got excited and started writing. Well, at least I knew that there was a ladder. So I read part of it. (laughs) I must have, like, read it and then been, like, I want to write her climbing the ladder, so. So, basically, it starts with um, Adelise kind of recapping everything. She's, like, we did- it took us a really short amount of time to get through the set of sewage pipes. And she's, like, it smells really bad. And she's, like, she reached the ladder. It says, it had only been a matter of minutes when we reached the ladder that le- lead up to up into civilization. Hmm. And uh, Dornan is like getting everyone up and Troy and Adelise are the last ones to go up. And she goes on a whole monologue of um, how it's her favorite time of the day. She's like, it was just beginning to get light outside. It was around that time in the morning. The sky is transitioning from night to day. My favorite time of the day, personally. And it's just when everything's beginning to wake up and come to life. Very cute. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. So we got a description of Sector H. And it's hilarious because it definitely contradicts, I think, what we were actually thinking in our head. So it says, Sector H was even worse condition than Sector E had been. It looked a bit like the trade place, except the air was foggier the gas emitted from the giant plant. I scanned the place looking for any sign of life. There were a few houses, but they all looked completely dead. Everyone must have been asleep. Off to the side, there were a couple of parked moving van-like trucks, similar to the one that Troy and I had escaped in from the plant in Sector E. Off in the distance, I could see the large plant. It was gray-colored, smoke steaming out of every end of it. And, like, I don't, what is going on in this plant? What are they making? Why, like, who lives in these sectors? Is, like, 90% of the population asleep? Is that her whole idea? I thought it was, like, 50-50. I don't know. 
Because <clears throat> I remember we were like, yeah, like half of them are asleep in their rest or in terrible conditions, but also they're slaves. So like there's some hierarchy among the rest that are left. And then there's like the really rich people. So after, you know, they take in this surrounding, <laughs> Troy turns to Dornan and says, what now? And Dornan says, I'm still working on that. Oh, what? And so then Adelise goes, what? What do you mean I accused him? I thought you had a plan. We do, he said. We just kind of left out a little bit. So they, their only plan was to go in. Oh, yeah. And he's like, he has like a vague outline. He's like, we're going to go in and we're going to wake people up. But like, you know. That's all. That's all. And so basically, Adelise loses her mind. And I think we were trying to make it seem like Adelise was a little like unhinged and like a little paranoid or whatever. And even she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm being so paranoid later on. But like this entire chapter just like reinforces that Adelise is actually the only sane person in this group. (laughs) Yeah, she's the only one who's like, why don't we have a plan? What are we doing? And they're all like, do, do, do. Honestly. So he goes, yeah, she, she goes off. She goes, you what? I screeched. I've always hated it when people don't plan things through, which is big Virgo energy. Big Virgo energy. <laughs> and Dornan had been planning this whole escape deal for months. Had he honestly not thought about how we were supposed to get into the actual plant? And then Sam goes, calm down, girl. We didn't know what to expect. None of us has ever been out of Sector A before. Dornan's got contact with a few locals here and they're in on this we're going to their place afterwards like for a kickback or something i don't know we're gonna go have a little have a beer at their place after you know and so he's like jordan's like we have everything except for breaking into the plant plans and at least rightly so loses her mind she's like isn't that kind of the main point of this whole damn thing and she starts getting really mad, and Dornan says, I was hoping you two could help us out. And he, like, turns to Troy and says, like, how did you escape the plant in Sector H? Which I don't understand why they wouldn't have this discussion before they walked into the, the, the plant. Yeah, why did they have to leave so quickly? Like, I, I have, like, planned it all out outside and then gone inside where it's actually dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't even know why they left Sector A in such a hurry. <laughs> no idea. Um, but basically, uh, they kind of explain earlier in the story how they kind of escaped in shipping boxes. <laughs> and he's like, hey, look, those are the exact same boxes over there by those trucks. And Dornan's like, excellent. Let's hide in those boxes. Why do I love Dornan right now? Like, he's so stupid. I love it. He's the most useless man I have ever met. He was, like, really smart when we were, we were like, Dornan's such a good leader. <laughs> and basically, Sam is like... Basically, Sam's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, there's too many of us. We can't all just go in boxes. <laughs> Security's gonna notice. But then Adelise is like, Sam had no idea what she was talking about. Like, she hadn't been through this before. And uh, Sam was like, the security isn't, can't be that good. We should just go inside, which is like, she goes from like reasonable to completely insane in the span of a sentence. Yeah. And um, 
at least goes, well, the security was good at the plant we broke out of, and that was in Sector E. And Sector E wasn't in much better condition than here, Tori added. And they were like, Sam says, why don't we just bust it down? Sam suggested eagerly. We've got the element of surprise on our side. No, that'd be stupid, Adley says, obviously. And Sam and her kind of had this disagreement. And everyone starts getting really nervous because they realize that they don't have a plan because they don't. <laughs> and then Troy goes, well, why don't we just jack the car? <laughs> what? And Sam goes, but how? And Troy says, some of us can hide in the back of the truck, whatever. And one of us can drive in it. It in. We'll just pretend like we're delivering stuff. <laughs> and then Adelise is like, but they'll catch us. And then, but everyone else is like ignoring her and they say, you want us to drive the car? Said one of the men, Cameron. Yeah, Troy said. Wait, please don't tell me none of you know how to drive. They all stared at him and nodded slowly. (laughs) So in this world, no one knows how to drive. Only officials and some special guards can drive. And... Troy says, well, then I guess it means I get the wheel. Troy says with a grin, I've been driving since I was about 10, to be honest. Let's go. Wait, what? (laughs) Adelise, her main concern, which continues to show up very genuinely in this chapter is, don't you think you'll get in trouble? You don't have a license. (laughs) That was the main concern. And Troy says, oh, please, he said. I had a license in my realm world. How different can it be? Besides, I can lie my way out of anything. I shook my head but followed after him. I wasn't sure about this. They were bound to catch us. Yes. And um, Adelise is like, it's not going to work. There's no keys. And of course, the keys are still in the ignition, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And he gets everyone in. And he, she's like, big people begin filing in one after another. Everyone was acting like they had never seen a car before. <laughs> and then, um, oh god, there's so much, so much good stuff in this. And basically, Atlas continues to worry, and she's like, "So what if someone gets hurt?" And Troy has this very like manly monologue of, "Nobody will get hurt if I can help it. Not again." We'll be saving people from the realms. It'll be okay. I swallowed hard and nodded after what happened to Kai. I didn't really trust these kinds of reckless plans anymore. Not that I did before, but now I was just kind of paranoid. I didn't want anything like that to happen again. I don't think I could handle it if he did. So (laughs) everyone starts going and Jordan says, wait, does everyone know? (laughs) Like, Like a mom on a school bus? Does everyone know the plan afterwards? And everyone just says, like, yes, except for Troy and Adelise, who say no. And then Troy, I mean, Jordan breaks down the plan. He says, we break in, and then we split up. Adelise, you go for your sister. The rest of us will just wake up whoever we find. Each person should try to get one or two people. Once you get your people awake, help them up, and then make a run for it. I don't care how you get out, just get out, which is a great way to make a plan. Also, wait, where are they, even if they're all meeting at a house, how are they not going to find, like, 40 people in a, what? We'll be meeting at an old friend of mine's house afterwards. It's the one with the bright green roof. 
it's not hard to spot and try to be sneaky and absolutely silent. The longer we go unseen, the better. Hmm. And sounds good, Troy said. I bit my lip. It didn't sound that all that good to me. There were so many flaws. Thank you, Adelise. <laughs> what if one of the guards shoots? What if we get caught? I said, but nobody was listening to me, for they were all too fascinated by the fact that Troy had just plugged the car keys into the ignition. <laughs> There's like a bunch of like dogs, like, ooh. <laughs> and so they basically huddle in the dark of the car- truck, and Troy drives it in. So there's a small enough truck that they all can fit in it. I guess. Okay. So it's it's not large. It's not <laughs> maybe maximum five people. <laughs> but basically, Troy says, I'm here to drop some stuff off, says Troy in a deep voice. Delivery is not supposed to be here until noon, came the sound of a man's voice. Well, we got here early, Troy said matter-of-factly. Can I see your license? <laughs> I knew it. That's, that's when um, <clears throat> Adelise gets like really scared. She's like, oh no, we're screwed. Don't have it with me, Troy said quickly. You can't drive without it, said the man sternly. I swallowed hard and bit my nails. Was I, I know, but they. Or something I really this? think, I was like, did your mom write this for you, this one line? <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, he's like, basically, he says he gets through delivery because he makes a bullshit that like Mr. Karan has like, you know, special order this, and basically the man's like, cool, that makes sense. Like you don't have any paperwork, but that's fine. I believe you. What do they get delivered there? I have no idea. What do they make in the plant? Nothing. Like nothing makes any sense. <laughs> and uh. They file out of the truck, and they're in the empty parking lot at the back of the plant. And Troy then has everyone get into the boxes. And he says, get into the boxes. I'll carry you guys in shifts. I'll tell them it's important stuff and won't let them touch it. Come on. (laughs) Good idea, Troy, says Dornan. A lot better than my idea of tiptoeing through the back door. This is why I think it could be a great parody because it's pretty hilarious. Bad. It's so and like with Karan with his walls with the pictures of it. I just like everything in this is really funny, but we thought it was so serious, and that makes it so terrible. I just like lost my mind when I read that. I was like, he carries the entire squad inside, and nobody notices. Also, like he's not that like. Although we were like, he's muscly. Like he's what like sixteen. He's not that big. He can't be that big. He's a child. Well, the best part is after Doran says that, it's like he starts laughing really loudly. And Sam has to literally like say, shut up. You're going to get us killed. Nice. And then Doran is like, I'll help you too. I'll carry boxes as well. And so they just all get into boxes and get moved inside. And hearing also, like that isn't questionable. Well, that's the thing, is that a guard stops them and says, what are you two delivering? And he goes, can't say, it's classified, direct orders. And then the the guard is like, yeah, that checks out. (laughs) And it's basically the guard has a conversation and be like, oh, I hope it's something to stop people from waking up in the realms, you know? It's like, you want to make, it'd be complete hell if they all woke up. And they're like, yeah. It, it is, but it's classified, so we can't tell you anymore. And um, 
they're like the one another guard stops them and like has the bo- box been scanned yet and troy's like yeah it has and they're like okay good that's good and here's the passcode to get into all of the doors what <laughs> he's like the passcode number is 27 that's all just join that's us all. <laughs> just two two digits hmm. and then uh they kind of get they get inside and they open the the box that Adelise is in and um she's like Troy's like okay go find your sister make sure you stay quiet and Adelise is like where do I look and Troy's like down the hall that's where the guards said that there are realms so you know there's probably a bunch of different rooms just like go figure it out and you know at a moment like Adelise is like shaking her head and sighing about how stupid the plan was but then she just like forgets about it and goes and there's like a moment where like Troy goes, oh, and Adelise, Troy called, causing oh, no. me to turn around again. Yeah, no. just be careful, okay, he said. And that's like their conversation. And they also don't have a plan to escape, so, you know, there's that. Yeah. And so then Adelise goes down the hall to where Troy says to go, and she says, I peered into the first door I came across. There were people in this room, tons of them, except it looked nothing like the room I had woken up in. The people were in strange plastic tube things, in the wall what and the place looked absolutely filthy i stepped into the room and looked around there was no okay. sign of holly asher this is the lower class level people mm-hmm. yeah wasn't adelise in like a fancy bed yes in fact the tubes weren't even labeled with anything only a small number at the bottom and their initials and there were bound to be thousands of ha's out there real convenient so she's like, how am I supposed to find them? So she just starts looking at their faces. And she's like looking for someone who kind of looks like her. She's like, she has nothing to rely on but genetics. And she goes through room after room after room. And I think it's crazy that they don't have like a, like a, like a dictionary or a directory or something. And it's just, it's just insane. I don't think they'd ever planned on anyone ever waking up. Like, they didn't ever plan for anyone to come find them, you know? Yes, but, like, you know, when, like, you're keeping people in order or just, like, even, like, the mat, like, they can afford laser swords. Like, they can afford a directory, I would hope. That's not pertinent or anything. (laughs) Also, I love, like, how she just, like, is freely, like, even in the White House, she was just freely looking room to room and just, like, opening drawers and doors and just being like, "Mm, not here. Oh, yeah. So um, she runs into Sam quite physically, and uh, Sam gets really scared, but she's like, any luck? And they both aren't having any luck, and Sam is looking for Alex Watskowski. Oh. And so... Dornan's plan of just wake up whoever you can. Well, that's the thing. She says, I can't find him, so I'm probably just going to settle for breaking out a stranger. It's the best I can do. And then she leaves. And Adelaide starts to panic. And she says, of course, it was the last room in the hallway. I turned into it to find it was very similar to the one that I had woken up in. The people were in nice beds and the whole area was very clean. I assumed that this is where the rich people went. I walked down the aisle of beds, scanning faces of each person. When I reached number 1319 HA, I was 99% sure it was her. She had the same brownish blondish curls that I had seen in the pictures. And a small button nose similar to mine. But that wasn't what gave it away. 
Underneath the number on the foot of her bed was a small note. It read, daughter of Asher, keep an eye on her. <laughs> that made it easy. <laughs> keep an eye on her. And there's no one in there. <laughs> there's no one in there. No one to she, she just like starts aimlessly she, I begin aimlessly playing with the cords on the machine around her trying to shake her awake and I was like can you imagine she's pulled the wrong plug and Holly just straight up dies <laughs> she wouldn't budge she had stayed in the same position she just stayed in the same position eyes closed I started examining the ch- cords ch- the cords like you said cords like music cords that surrounded her bed. One was blue and one end taped on her finger and the other attached to the machine. A yellow one was attached to her foot. A red one attached to her head. Here goes nothing, I whispered to myself. Then I unplugged all three of them. (laughs) For a few few seconds, she didn't budge. I was starting to lose hope. But then finally, she opened her eyes. They were large and brown, just like mine. She sat up abruptly and looked around the room, taking everything in. She stared me in the face w- with wide eyes and a confused expression on her face. Then she slapped me across and let out a scream. I love her. And that was when I was 100% sure that this girl was my sister. Oh, yeah, that's valid. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, what Didn't a reaction. I like That's the most valid reaction. Didn't she slap Troy in the face when she woke up or scream at him or something? She did. And then I made some joke about mermaid legs or something like oh that. God. Yeah. Because they were wobbly legs. Mermaidy. Mermaidy. Well, yeah. So um, that was that chapter. Um, yeah. I'm really excited to find out how the hell they escape. And what what's up with this Alex Botkovsky guy? And also, like, keeping in mind, even if they have a small squad of maximum five people, each person is bringing two to three people with them. And they're all, like, breaking out of this, like, technically high security area and just going to their friend's house across the street. Like, (laughs) with the bright green roof. Like, how? And also, I don't imagine the houses are big. Like, didn't we take, like, little shacks? Yeah. What? I don't. See, this is just really this. These two chapters really like poked a hole and like just showed that we have no, we had no direction. Neither we does Dorn. We, we definitely the, thought it was really good. We're the Dornan of this book. We yeah, thought we were doing something, but we were just creating chaos. <laughs> just no plan whatsoever. Yeah. And well, tune in next time to find out if any of their plan like everything will work out fine for them because it's a you know a YA novel at the end of the day but watch them fuck it up on the way over beautifully beautifully yeah mm-hmm. all right okay <laughs> thanks for listening listeners